Hey, I'm Sarah. I'm Mo. And I'm Kylie. And you're listening to the Becoming a Bearcat podcast, a series intended for new incoming students and their families at Binghamton University. This is the second season of our series. We will fill in the gaps from the first season and cover topics a new Binghamton Bearcat should know. From campus safety to academic success to everything in between. Stick around for tips and tricks that will help prepare you during your journey of becoming Becoming a Bearcat. everyone and welcome back to the Becoming a Bearcat podcast. I can't believe we are already on episode three. We want to give shout out to this episode's intro music artist who is a current student at Binghamton University and goes by the stage name of Akiva. If you would like to support him and hear more of his music, please visit the Linktree link we have in this episode's description and check out his music on Spotify. Just search the numbers 47 and Akiva spelled A-K-I-V-A. That's 47 Akiva. So today's episode theme is academic support. Last season, we heard from various resources that help students be successful in their classes. This time, we wanted to dive deeper into the discussion of degree completion and the resources and places to help students who may be struggling with their classes or with planning their majors. So let's start with our first guests who work at the University Tutoring Center. Mo sat down with Hannah, their graduate assistant, and Alex, an undergraduate student who is one of their lead tutors, to talk about the free services the Tutoring Center provides. Let's listen to that now. I'm joined here today by Hannah and Alex from UTS. Would you like to introduce yourselves? Yeah, thank you for having us. So um, my name's Hannah. I am the graduate student assistant for University Tutorial Services. I am a second year master's student in the Binghamton Student Affairs Administration Program. Um, And I've been uh, the graduate student assistant since August of this year, and it's been really exciting. Hi, my name is Alex. I am the lead tutor for chemistry at UTS. I'm also a senior uh, majoring in biochemistry on the pre-med track, and I've been with UTS for the past three years. Thank you. We can jump into the questions. So what exactly is UTS? Yeah, so I'll start us off. So UTS stands for University Tutorial Services, and we're the Binghamton's free undergraduate tutoring office on campus. So we have peer tutors, so those are undergraduates or graduate level students who have taken the same courses at Binghamton prior and have received at least an A- minus in the class. So these peer tutors help lead students in tutoring sessions that are focused on the classes they are enrolled in. They offer help specifically aimed at how to be successful in the course. So we specifically aim at like studying skills um, or just how to review your notes or how to best understand the concepts or practicing questions. Um, It's really extremely helpful for students to understand the content or addressing student misconceptions. So it's really great that we do have these peer lead tutors who have been in these courses before and they can really share their knowledge of the class. Thank you. Do you offer tutoring for every class? 
So currently we have about 85 tutors at UTS and we offer tutoring for about 100 different courses. Usually we're focusing on the larger introductory courses. So those like chemistry, bio, physics, math, psych, all of those bigger courses, but we do also offer some smaller um, course tutoring as well, um, some language uh, tutoring as well as um, accounting and things like that. And if there's ever a course that we don't offer, uh, you can always submit a request on the website and we will try to find a tutor that can uh, help you out with that course. Do you offer one-on-one -on -one tutoring to students? So most of our tutoring is done in small groups, so that's with eight students or less. We do have some courses that do offer one-on-one -on -one tutoring, but that's really dependent on the specific course that you're enrolled in, and it's not going to be available for every course. Most of the sessions are those small group sessions, which honestly are really more beneficial because you can learn not just from the tutor, but from the peers that are sitting in the session as well. So is tutoring just for students who are struggling with the courses? Definitely not. I feel like a lot of the students that come to my sessions are usually ones who are doing well in the course, actually. They just want that extra study time because you kind of have this hour or hour and a half where you're kind of just required to sit there and learn whatever content you need for that class. And so a lot of times we will give them extra practice problems and study tips. And so it really just helps you to be more successful in the course, even if you are or you feel like you're doing well. Um, you can always ask questions to your tutor and like Hannah said you can ask questions to the other students in the session so it's just a really great learning environment and you definitely don't have to be struggling in order to benefit from tutoring. All right so for students who do want to take advantage of this opportunity where is the tutoring center and when is tutoring offered and also how can they sign up to go to tutoring? Yeah, so most of our tutoring actually occurs in the CIW library. So that's in College in the Woods. It's the same building as the CIW dining hall, so in the Iroquois Commons. Um, we do offer some tutoring sessions in Mountain View, Hinman, and C4 as well, but most of our sessions are held in the CIW library. Um, currently, we are offering some sessions over Zoom as well, so students can decide if they want to visit in person or online. And tutoring, we have open availability seven days a week. Um, the CIW library is open Monday through Sunday, and most days it's open from 9 a.m. all the way to 10 p.m., so there's really a huge range of availability that students can stop in and meet with a tutor. Um, as for signing up for appointments, so all of that can be done through our website. So if students go there, we provide a really detailed list of instructions of how you can make an appointment. And we're always also available via email or phone call or even just stopping into the CIW library if you need further assistance in signing up for tutoring appointments. Sounds good. So if a student wanted to become a tutor, how do they go about that? So tutors must have at least one semester of experience in the course that they're looking to tutor and they must have received an A minus or above in that course. Um, these positions are paid positions and there is an application and an interview process that you must go through in order to become a tutor. And of course, if you have had previous experience attending tutoring at um, the CIW library, um, that is definitely a plus to become a tutor. And we always have um, our biggest hiring sessions during like the beginning of a semester. So beginning of fall is always going to be our big biggest and beginning of spring. However, we accept applications all year round. So you always have an opportunity to just 
take that extra step and apply for a position and we'll reach out to you once um, one of those courses needs additional help. All right. So we want to know, why do you enjoy working for UTS? Well, I have definitely helped so many different students over the past three years um, in the chemistry courses that I have tutored. Um, it's such a rewarding experience and sometimes it can be challenging, but what has brought me back every single year was just the gratifying experience where my students will end a session or come back to me after an exam and they'll tell me that they finally understand a concept or they finally felt prepared for their test or their quiz. And to me, there's just no better feeling than actually being able to share what I've learned in the courses or just being a student at Binghamton. And I can share that with my peers and help them kind of succeed in their coursework. So it's definitely been one of the best experiences I've been a part of um, throughout my college career. And as for me, as the graduate student assistant, I, I mean, I was really drawn to it because I just have a passion for helping students achieve their academic success. So that's what really drew me to UTS and that it is a free service for students. So over the past year, I've really learned a lot. And honestly, I've really enjoyed getting to work with such a large team. I mean, currently we have 85 tutors, so it's really great just getting to meet that diverse um, student body of tutors that we have and getting to work with all of them. It's really awesome being able to see their progress and see them improve as tutors over, as the year continues and over the course of a semester. And it's always great when I get the opportunity to sit in on tutoring sessions and to observe how strong our tutors are, how knowledgeable they are, and then really see students that are enjoying their time and um, getting a stronger understanding of the content that they want to learn. It's also just been really great. I've had the opportunity to get more one-on-one -on -one time with our student employees, like hosting monthly check-ins with our leads like Alex. And that really allows me to just build a strong relationship with our staff and assist in kind of the tutor's growth and the growth of the program overall so that we can best support the students at Binghamton. I love that. Thank you so much, Anna and Alex, for joining me today. You can visit www.binghamton.edu forward slash tutoring or email them at tutoring at binghamton.edu. You can also follow them on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at bingtutor for more information. UTS is such an amazing resource and I have utilized their services so many times throughout the semester and find them very helpful. Sometimes hearing concepts explained by professors from fellow students allows us to learn better and that's why I love the fact that the tutors are also students like us. So let's move on to our second interview for today, which I am really excited to share with everyone. I had the pleasure of interviewing Amber Stallman, the Director for Financial Aid and Student Records, and Michelle Jones, who is the Director of Harper Academic Advising, on what systems are in place to support students who may be struggling with their classes. We also talk about helping students complete their degrees in the traditional four-year timeline. Let's take a listen. Okay, so I am here with Michelle Jones and Amber Stallman. Can you both introduce yourselves? Hi, I'm Michelle Jones. I am the director of Harper Academic Advising. It's good to be here today. Um, and just a little fun fact about me, I am a double alum of Binghamton. I earned my bachelor's here. I majored in history, minor sociology. I was an orientation advisor way back in the day. Uh, and then I stayed here for grad school. Um, and I've been working in Harper Academic Advising ever since. So thanks so much for having us, Sarah. 
Hi, Sarah. I'm Amber Stallman, and I am the Assistant Provost for Student Success, and I'm also the Director of Financial Aid and Student Records. I have been on campus for 22 years in various roles, and I'm excited to be talking to you about some of our student success initiatives. Awesome. Thank you both so much for joining me today. You both are great resources, so I'm excited to get you on the podcast. So let's start with our first question. What is the most important thing that you think in terms of academic success that students should know about? So I think for me, one of the most important things is getting students to an on-time graduation. And what we mean by that is getting students to graduate in four years. Every semester that you're here is taking up both your time and monetary resources. And so it's important if you are entering Binghamton University that you're thinking about your, your steps forward, enjoying your time while you're here, but also understanding that the end goal is really to graduate in four years. Michelle, what are your thoughts on that? Oh, that was excellent. I would say from the academic advising perspective, our goal most certainly is to get you to graduation. We say that we're with our students from orientation through graduation and beyond too. And we are here to help students find who they are, figure out what they want to major in, what they want to study, what other academic goals do they want to accomplish here. And we can most certainly do that in the four years. Uh, and so, you know, we also want to make sure too that our students are taking advantage of not only the academic side and completing degree requirements, but also, as I mentioned before, learning who they are and preparing for life after Binghamton. So taking advantage of our high impact opportunities, uh, high impact learning opportunities, uh, such as internships, co-curricular experiences, on or off campus job opportunities, research, et cetera. So for me, and also uh, representing Harper Academic Advising, that would also be included in academic success. So what resources are available to students for academic support? We're fortunate to have many resources that are available to students, Michelle's office being one of the critical ones, right? Meeting with an academic advisor is so important for a variety of reasons as far as those things that Michelle just spoke to and also in planning that long-term personalized degree plan. We're not going to do that today, but as you acclimate to Binghamton University, that will be one of the critical steps and resources available to you. We also have a tutoring center. There's a writing initiative. We have supplemental instruction, which is an opportunity for students to sit in on enhanced or supplemental instruction outside of the normal classroom time to get a better feel and understanding of, of the curriculum in those courses. We have a math help room, a chemistry help room. We have a critical thinking lab, a public speaking lab. And one of the most important resources that students should use are the faculty office hours, right? Getting here, acclimating to who your faculty members are, and being comfortable in communicating with them through email and through their office hours, whether in person or through Zoom, is critically important in your success, especially if you feel like you're getting off track in a course. Well said, Amber. Thank you. I, the only other thing I would add to that is all the resources that are available at the university are all a part of the student success team. And we are all here to help the student be successful at the university. And so all of us together make up that student success team right there. So Amber, earlier you mentioned students graduating on time. So what can students do to ensure they graduate within the traditional four years? So a lot of the things that we've already touched on are important, right? And I think meeting with that advisor, and Michelle can speak more to that, but I think having an awareness of the cycle of a student is important, right? There are really important dates and deadlines at Binghamton University that can help assist in your success. And by that, I mean things like 
being having an awareness of when registration is occurring, making sure that you're understanding what your options are as far as being able to potentially withdraw from a course if you feel like that is is getting in the way of your success for that semester, but also understanding the implications of that withdrawal. Um, and one of the other things I think is really important to stress is that we do, as the student success team, a lot of outreach to our students through emails, text messaging, phone calls, appointment scheduling. Being responsive to that outreach is really important, right? If we are talking to you or trying to communicate with you for something, it's in your best interest to follow up with us rather than saying, I just don't have time to deal with this. If you feel like you're getting off track, we are here to support you in getting back on track and making sure that you're successful. And so that's one of the most important things to me is that students are responsive in those cases. I'm going to... Um have a different twist to that. Uh, so what I would encourage students to do is really, we have created so many tools and resources for our students to utilize. And we have, um, we put them out there for our students to review. Uh, and so I would uh, echo what Amber said and to make sure that you are aware of everything. But utilize it and take the time, whether it's 10 minutes um, at the beginning of the semester or 10 minutes in the middle of the semester to learn what those tools are. And so to make things hopefully as easy as possible, we've created, um, the advising offices have created a page on our Brightspace portal. And what we have on there is just the how-tos. How do you register for classes? Um, how do you prepare for course registration, which entails reviewing your degree works audit and also reviewing and connecting with your faculty advisor too and staying connected with all the other appropriate offices, learning how to use the system and how to schedule appropriately for classes. And then of course too, the other big thing is making sure that you're coming in into our office and not waiting to the deadline days either. Uh, we really wanna make sure that our students come in in, uh, before deadlines and we are always happy to meet with students all year round. Um, so that would be some advice that I have for students and, and for families too. There's a lot of information available to you. We understand that the volume of information available can be overwhelming, right? Break it into smaller pieces. The right message at the right time is really important. So focus on the things that you're hearing today, but also the things that you're going to hear from us at orientation. We expect that we'll see you there. You have the opportunity to meet with us and ask us questions. There are other sessions available around student success, academic advising. So really focus on the things that you're hearing from us now, and we'll get you through the things that are longer term later. So, Michelle, you mentioned DegreeWorks and Brightspace. Can you talk a little bit about what those applications are for new students? Absolutely. Oh, goodness. Um, sorry about that. I'm just speaking all the Binghamton lingo right now. So, uh, DegreeWorks is a system that we use for students, advisors, faculty, staff to see where students are um, with their progress towards degree. It allows students at any time to see which requirements they've already completed and that way it will allow them to um, see exactly where they are at any point throughout the academic year. It also is a great tool too, especially for a Harper College students who are exploring various majors, they can run a really cool tool or function in there that's called what if. And you can run the what if feature and it'll tell you 
If you are a major in, say, biology, it'll tell you exactly what you would need to complete and which courses you need to complete to earn your degree requirements. Um, it's also a great tool for students if, let's say, they are currently declared in, say, it is biology, but they want to see what it would look like if they were to add a second major in sociology or maybe switch completely into another major, say, integrative neuroscience. Um, it's a really uh, great tool for students to keep track of their degree requirements and see what else they have left. Um, and the other one, Amber, would you like to talk more about Brightspace? I feel like I'm talking a lot. I apologize. <laughs> Brightspace is our learning management system, right? And that is the technical term. What Brightspace really is, is a place that some faculty members, not all, will use to manage their courses, their course content, put messaging out to you, have you upload assignments. So ours is called Brightspace. You can go to Google. Um, you access that right through the My Binghamton portal. When you're looking in there, you're going to see the, the My Courses icon. That's what we call it locally on campus is My Courses. And so you're going to hear it referred to either as Brightspace or My Courses. My recommendation or advice around using Brightspace or My Courses, there's an adjustment period. You have to get used to the way that each of the courses feel, what the pace of the course is, and what the faculty engagement in Brightspace is. That takes a little while, and you really have to adapt and adjust to each of your courses in there individually, is what I would say, because you will find that they're unique in the use of that. There's nothing to be fearful of in that. It just is, it's very individualized, and once you get the hang of it, it's a really helpful tool to stay in connection with your course. Great. So where can new students start with their preparation right now and within the first few weeks of the fall semester? There are a few things, the biggest being orientation, right? This is this podcast is in preparation of you attending orientation, so we hope that you'll join us. You will have a lot of those really important pieces of information reiterated to you at orientation, the big takeaways that you want as you move through the registration process, and then as you go through the move-in process, all of orientation is going to cover those things for you. I think you also want to make sure that you go, you understand that the rigor of each of your courses may differ from faculty member to faculty member, and that you may have to adjust your study skills and your learning style as you are adapting to each of those courses. And so what you might be familiar with now in high school may look different to you as a first year student in college. And allow yourself some grace in getting through the process and that adjustment of adapting to each of your courses and the way that they're taught. Michelle, what would you add? Yeah, I really liked how you mentioned orientation. That is, if we're going to do anything, let's start with orientation. And orientation, we're going to, um, academic advising will be there. Many other offices on campus will be at orientation as well to introduce you to what Binghamton University life is like. After orientation, you will be meeting with, our, our first year students will be meeting with their academic advisor. And uh, you will schedule your fall semester schedule with academic advisor. It's a 30 minute Zoom appointment. But to prepare for that 30 minute appointment, um, we, you know, we want to get to know you. And that way we can help recommend classes that are geared towards your interests, your academic goals, uh, and your strengths too. And so we, we require and we also ask of you to complete just quick homework for us. Uh, and Sarah's office is going to make sure that they uh, send all that informa information out to you. Uh, but I would say, I know that thinking about four years from now, creating an eight semester degree plan, I, I do understand that could be very overwhelming. And so all I ask for you of you is let's do orientation. 
Let's get you set up with your first semester and let's do what we call getting established. And so we want to take in all the things that Amber just recommended of getting used to the new classes, getting used to a different level of rigor, getting used to a new community. So we'll get you established. We'll see how things are going. We'll figure out what your new likes are. Maybe you might have a few new dislikes out there. Hopefully not, but we'll see how, we, how it goes. And then we're going to start working together one semester at a time to figure out a degree plan that works best for you. Um, and so that is what we ask of you right now. So we know that we are throwing a lot of information, but uh, we do notice our most successful students are the students who go to orientation, they do their homework, and they use their first semester as a very reflective semester too. And the other thing we want to add is we want you to ask us for help when you need it. If you're feeling overwhelmed by the amount of information, if something's not clear to you as you're going through this process, or even when you get here, if something just feels off, reach out to us is what we would say. We're here to help you through this process. And it is really important to us that you're not just academically successful, but that you're comfortable and feel supported and welcomed in our environment. And so please make sure that you are seeking out those resources that are available to you if that might occur. I couldn't agree more. Amber, thank you for saying that, that we are here to help. Uh, your academic advising offices are here to help. Amber's office is here to help. And you know what? If you don't even know where to go for help, just ask us and we will redirect you. It, it does not matter. Uh, and we do understand that, oh man, you might not know exactly where to go, but if you can remember Amber's office, Michelle's office, we will redirect you if need be. So how can students reach out to either of you and also schedule appointments? So we have a really good tool for that. It's called Be Successful. So also in the My Binghamton portal, which students are probably familiar with at this point, there is a link on the left-hand side of the screen called Be Successful. And you can go in there to make a variety of appointments, right? With our tutoring center, with our academic advising teams, or with student success coaching. Success coaches are, are a group of peers or students that you can speak to about things like time management, your stress level, some of those really peer-to-peer -peer connections that they can help you with based on their own experiences at Binghamton University. We also have other resources for the counseling center, the care team, students with disabilities. A quick Google search will find any of those for you. We also have links available that I'm sure Sarah will share in the podcast information. But there are a variety of resources that are here to help you. But a good starting point is really looking at Be Successful and figuring out the appointment scheduling process. It's very simple. And that will get you to any of us. I would just a second uh, follow up by saying... Uh, Feel free to give us a call if you have any questions. We have staff members uh, answering our phone calls Monday through Friday during regular business hours. Uh, our number is 607-777-6305. But Sarah will share that <laughs> in the podcast information. So thank you, Sarah. Give us a call. Um, and also, you know, yes, we use Be Successful. That's our primary method of scheduling appointments. It's, it's a great tool for, for students and for advising offices. Um, but also keep an eye out on, on your email too. We do hold uh, special events throughout the year that are uh, geared towards our first year students and just popular issues. So we encourage you to come to our events. Uh, and you might also uh, see us across campus at various programs, tabling, trying to get, get connected with you all too. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much for talking with me today. Thanks, Sarah. I really do love that these offices exist because a lot of students do struggle with classes and sometimes 
need to get help and they don't know who to go to most of the time. And myself, I've also struggled with classes, especially during my first semester of my first year. And the transition to Binghamton level of rigor can be very difficult and different for each student. So if you feel like you're struggling with classes, definitely make use of these resources. So let's wrap up this episode with our final interview for today. Kylie and Mo sat down with some Watson School of Engineering peer advisors to discuss what peer advising is and how it helps students be successful in their academics. Let's listen to that now. Hello, everybody, and today we are here with two of our lovely peer advisors from the Thomas J. Watson College of Engineering and Applied Science. So if you both could just introduce yourselves for our listeners at home, that would be perfect. Hi, I'm Joel. I'm an electrical engineering senior. Um, I'm also minoring in economics, and I've been working as a peer advisor for three years in this office. Hi, I'm a junior biomedical engineering major with a concentration in pre-med and also a minor in Spanish, and I've been with peer advising for two years now in Watson. Wonderful. Okay, so our first question is, what is peer advising? Thanks, that's a great question. A lot of people actually wonder that coming in because it's not a resource that's offered everywhere. Peer advising, it's, it's really a great resource for students to talk with their peers about course selection, registration, choosing classes, anything else that really might come up throughout the year. So any problems they might run into that are course related. Um, we assist the advisors, the professional advisors, Um, by sitting at the front desk and helping kind of triage questions. And uh, for the most part, we're able to answer most basic questions. And we also help processing forms, answering phone calls and emails. We're pretty much that first line of defense and answering anything that might come up. Amazing. So detailed, so intricate. I love it. Y'all do everything. Um, So the next question, um, how did you get involved in Watson Peer Advising since you both have been a part of that office for so long now? So I always knew about the um, office, the advising office, but then my friend Eduardo, he was a peer advisor for a couple of years and he introduced me to what great program they have and the job that they do. So he recommended me to apply in Handshake and then I went through the process of interviews and then that's how I got the job. And the next question, I know that a lot of students probably have this idea in their head that advising is strictly you know, faculty. So my question for you is, what do you feel is the most beneficial aspect of peer-to-peer consultations and help versus you know, utilizing faculty or staff advisors? Peer advising, it really provides two unique things. First of all, you're allowed to have you're, you, a lot of peers or students like myself and Ashley, we have insight that faculty might not have. So we've taken a lot of these classes um, we also are just able to relate to students. So that's the second thing. We're able to relate to students. Um, we've gone through many of these classes. We know what the course load is like. We know which professors are better than others. Um, and we just know like how to balance our time with school and social life and other aspects. So we're really able to offer that kind of inside look on things that faculty might just not have. Definitely. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm in the CCPA, so I've utilized peer advising many times. Um, So next question for our students who may be in Watson, how can students sign up for an appointment with you both? So um, the easiest part is to come into like our drop-in hours every day. We have two-hour blocks in the morning and two-hour blocks in the afternoon, except Fridays is just mornings. And when you come in, um, you get to meet the peer advisor at the desk and they can help you initially with your questions. If not, advisors are around to help other students with like more important questions and tasks that need to be done. 
Also, we have a user-friendly platform that's going to be implemented in the fall called Be Successful, and you can make appointments online, and from there, um, your appointments can be either be made for Zoom or in person, just so you have that block time. But drop-ins are also very helpful to come in whenever you need to have a question. Amazing, for sure. If I was in Watson, I'd be utilizing this, like, yesterday. And finally, for you both, what advice do you have for incoming students who are, you know, adjusting to college courses and workloads? So I think we both have a couple points of advice that they're not very interesting, but they're, they're kind of generic in that sense. But on the other hand, they're very important to keep in mind. So school and college is very important. Your classes are important. But at the end of the day, it's your mental and physical health that's the most important thing. You don't want to make sacrifices to those. You want to get the sleep you need. You want to make sure you're not getting overly stressed out. And if you are, take advantage of the other campus resources. Um, another point of advice is just do your best. After freshman year, everything kind of settles down. You've already established like what college is like. You know what to expect. It's not as scary as it might have been on that first day or first semester of classes. And my third piece of advice is really that there's a lot more to college than just classes. Sure, focus your time on your classes. Keep up good grades. Do your best. But join clubs, make new friends, maybe participate in the career search if that's what you plan on doing or the graduate school search if that's that's the way you want to go. And ultimately make sure to have fun because that's part of the reason you're here at Binghamton. Yeah, going off with jo what Joel said, definitely like join clubs. That's where you have your that foundation to like help each other get through things. Like most students join clubs that they're interested in. So they're going to be with other students that have the same goals in life. The same thing too, if you get one bad grade at the beginning, it's just one grade, you can improve from there. Um, one bad grade is not going to affect your GPA in the years to come. There's many credits that have go along with engineering and things like that. Also, there's also tutoring services and um, ways to get help. And also, most professors are able to go to office hours and things like that. So I just use all the those basic things to just help little by little. Definitely. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. I love it. Uh, thank you both so much. It's all the questions we have today. And hopefully our viewers utilize Watson's advising as well as all of our other colleges because all of our colleges at Binghamton utilize peer advising. So thank you both so much. Have a good one. Thank you, Kyla. Thank you for having us. So I actually was a peer advisor with the education minor on campus and I loved it. Um, I got to sit in a little office. I felt very fancy. And <laughs> honestly, I really enjoyed working with my fellow ed minor students to help other students and our peers figure out classes and understand how to navigate it because that is the only um, student-run minor on campus and it is our largest minor as well. And I firmly believe that peer-to-peer -peer advising is a great strategy that's utilized all around campus in all of our different academic colleges. Well, that concludes today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Next week will be our last episode of the season where we will talk all about the move-in process and what the first few weeks will look like for new students. We'll see you then. Bye. 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 You might have questions, but they'll get answered somehow. Come on, don't be frightened. I hope you're excited. We come prepared to start the next chapter in your life. Become a bear cat and get high by wearing a green and white. Find your passion.
Sinner's of 